Hey y'all, welcome back to a Friday, July 1st, 2022 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast, presented by the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, I cannot believe that it is July 1st already. June flew by. Pretty wild, pretty wild uh, indeed that we're here, but we are here and... It's Friday, so we've got a couple of new episodes here on the Friday edition of the Chase Most Podcast. Um, all kinds of great stuff on today's program uh, as we head into a holiday weekend. Uh, we kick things off here, though. We kick things off on this edition with Chris Brockman of The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, Chris, old friend of mine. Um, really, really enjoyed our conversation. We talked a lot of college football, surprisingly, to start things off here because a lot broke and the realignment stuff, USC, UCLA, uh, he's a Syracuse guy, a Tennessee guy, all that good stuff, just about where college football is going for a little bit. But then getting into the, the meat of the conversation was the New England Patriots. Um, their offseason, he's Pat's guy, obviously, Boston. Um, so we were able to talk all things Pat's, Mac Jones, the AFC East, New York, Miami, uh, Cole Strange, uh, what the expectations are for year two uh, in New England under Mac Jones, uh, who's even calling plays, um, how the draft looks, where their weaknesses are, all that more with Chris Brockman of the Rich Eisen Show coming up in just one second on part one. So there you go. Part one coming up in just one second here on the Chase Most Podcast. Don't forget, folks, you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Most Podcast, like and subscribe. Check us out there. As always, you can email this very program at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at me at chase double underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas Writer. And then, of course, read me, sportsrenaissancemancom Have a new piece on DeJounte Murray and the Hawks that you can read over on the website. So check that out. Subscribe today, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. All right, that's all I've got. Two-parter today here on a Friday. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to the Chase Thomas podcast with Chris Brockman, old friend of the Rich Eisen Show. Chris, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hey, man. Good to see you. How you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. I am. This is like one of those days where I just. I wonder at every business with folks who don't do sports as their full time thing, like. I, I wonder how that goes because there's no anyone who watches any kind of sports or is into it at all is just not getting any work done this afternoon. The workday is shot with college yeah. football, Kevin Durant and everything else like that is all people are looking at. <laughs> We're getting ready to jump on this pod like it's amazing like trying to I'm sure with you guys at Rich Eisen it's the same kind of thing where you're like man. One of the things that stinks right now with this landscape and what's happening every single day, it's like you record something, you have a guest on, and then like an hour later, something breaks, then you're like, is this even already outdated? Like, did we already miss the boat? Like, it's just sports. I need you to calm down because our content cannot handle this uh, never ending stream. I can only do so many emergency reaction pods (laughs) before I leave the industry altogether. And it's so funny because like right as we went off the air today, uh, Scott Van Pelt had tweeted out like, this is our last Sports Center live tonight before some time off. Uh-huh. And th- thank you to sports for sportsing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it, people ask us all the time, you know, we're, we're kind of a football heavy show, as you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, what do you guys talk about in the off season? I mean, football season's really only from September to February. Then what do you talk about? Like, what? It's <laughs> June 30th. This is arguably the slowest sports week of the year. I mean, yeah. 
NBA draft was last week. We're getting ready for free agency. So there's not much happening, right? Mm. NFL, there's no train. There's no workouts. There's no mini camps. There's no guys are on vacation. Mm. Dudes are in LA tight end university is happening. Like that happened. You know, that's all NBA, you know, hockey's over the, I mean, the avalanche parade was today. And then, uh, from the heavens, just, mm. You know, college football news and now NBA trade stuff is just going nuts. It's and thank God we're I will say this offseason more than more than ever. Mm. We have been on the air. So we're we're noon to three live on the East Coast. We have been on the air for more of these just bombshell break. We were on the air live when Russell Wilson got traded. We were on the air live when Tyreek Hill got traded. We're on the air live when Aaron Rodgers announces he's staying in Green Bay. Mm. Uh, we're on the air live for not only Kevin Durant's trade request today, but USC and UCLA announcing they're going to the Big Ten. So thank thank the sports gods that they've decided to drop all of this news between the hours of noon and 3 p.m. Eastern. It's just, oh, oh thank you so much. I mean, uh... Thank you for that, but also not thank you to the college football power brokers because I don't like this. I don't know where you're at with it. You don't this. like it. Okay, why? So I knew that it, it was inevitable, right? Like we were eventually like the the powers that be were wanting like the NFL is the cream de la cream, like, mm-hmm. right? Like everything wants to be the NFL where right. just the moneymaker, like every the NFL is king and they run everything. And that's mm-hmm. what every television exec wants to build, right? They want something where we can get the best ratings to the closest thing to the NFL model. And college football is moving more and more towards that. And they have been for years and years. Right. And now it's just like we have the AFC and the NFC now with the Big Ten and the SEC, where if you read the report on Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, where it's like yep. you're going to look at two 2024-team 20, uh, conferences. And I'm sure, I guess, we'll bring back divisions and split them up regionally with those two conferences. But I just, I think, I mean, at this point, a lot of the regional ties and a lot of the stuff that made college football different have already been killed by most administrations to this right. point. Um, but it was just... I think it's just so much change so quick that a lot of folks, I'm curious, like they're betting on people grumbling uh, as it changes, but they're still going to watch because it's still college football and they're still just going to eat their vegetables and move on with the times. But for me, I don't know. I just, I I, I feel like, I mean, you're a Syracuse alum. You're a Syracuse guy. Like you're, there's, (laughs) if you're a Syracuse football fan right now, you're nervous. You're going to get left out in the cold because the ACC is going to be the wild, wild west pretty soon where Probably. stay or like, what do you do? You might be an FCS team in two years. That's a, that's a possibility. Yeah, And you know, the funny thing is probably since I graduated, they've been trending in that direction anyway, mm. from a competition standpoint. I mean, we yeah. really have serious. I say we meaning Syracuse, like we haven't been relevant in college football in a long time. I mm-hmm. mean, Donovan McNabb was, 20 years ago, 24 years ago now. So, you know, you could kind of see the writing on the wall and yes, they did join the ACC and that was for college football, but it was really also because they were kind of building a super basketball conference in the ACC as well. Mm. And so, yeah, they're going to be done. Uh, Totally. I've kind of just abandoned ever having. I mean, it's not even just them though. It's them. It's the Pac-12 ranked in the top 25, but that was kind of an anomaly, but yeah. I see your point. I'm totally okay with it. I think, look, college football has been the, you know, 
NFL minor leagues for a very, very, very long time. And, mm-hmm. and so with this, yeah, you were kind of kicking tradition and rivalries and all of that stuff to the curb for the sake of money and TV yeah. ratings, I suppose. But I guess in the end, if you're, your idea is to have and your mission is to have the best team win the championship each year. This is only going to make that better, right? I just don't think that's what fans want. So if you talk to any okay. Tennessee fan or you talk to any like you're you married into Georgia fandom, like part right. of the appeal is not winning the title. Like Georgia fans forever was like beating Auburn like that right. well, Auburn weekend. The, it's about the regular season. College football yeah, has always been a regular season right. sport. And if you expand to this point where it's all about the college football playoff and getting to 12 to 16, whatever teams, and we just turn this into the NFL kind of model, I think it's just a complete misunderstanding of what college football fans actually want. And I I don't think there's any USC or UCLA fan or like, how do you talk to these kids recruits parents? Um, If you're in Southern California where you're like, okay, (laughs) here's your schedule for this fall. You're going to uh, Piscataway and then you're going to uh, East (laughs) Lansing and then you're back uh, in Southern California. And then guess what? You're here you go. You're going to Iowa next weekend. Like it's not conducive to a lot of these kids parents it's not conducive to the regional structure like part of the reason kids and five stars and four stars stay home is they want their family and friends to be able to go see them like if right. you're a five star in texas you want a reason to stay at texas or texas a m because hey my parents and my friends and everyone can come see me play now it's like good luck you're not doing that like that's not happening like you're flying all over the place now like but i guess imagine I guess the they're mid- operating yeah. under the belief that these schools once cared for these kids and actually yeah. care about their future, which I, I don't think has it's ever, all been money, the, yeah. ever been the case. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's inevitable that this was going to happen. I mean, I agree you, with that. You can kind of see it. This has been down the pike for years, you know, just mm. look at, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are joining the sec, you know, it's yeah. like, and this started a long time ago when, was it, did Maryland join the, Maryland joined the big 10, Nebraska yeah. joined, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado, same deal. Like, so this has been 10, 12 years kind of in the making. It's just, in a way I'm happy that everyone's being out, out front and open pretty much about talking about how it's kind of all about the money. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing it play out that it really is. And so, you know, when you say the silent stuff out loud, it doesn't always work out for good. Not that this is good. I mean, this is good in the sense that we're going to get the best college football games, I think. Yes. Pretty much every weekend. Mm-hmm. Which, like the, the the cupcake games are gone. Like yeah, if you're doing this, they're gone. gone. So like Alabama playing, you know, St. Mary's School for the Blind mm-hmm. like in week three after they have a tough opener, like that's over with. Now right. you're going to play 12, 14 monster games every weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a 16-team tournament probably uh, for the best team in the nation. And that's good for fans. And and you you kind of brought this up too. Like the leaders of college football don't have any idea what college football fans want. Mm-hmm. But college football fans are evolving, right? And so kind of the older fan who cared more about tradition and rivalries, they're kind of going away. And now these younger fans who are just like, they don't care about you know, the travel or they don't care about, you know, Georgia playing Notre Dame, which is mm. it's really a rivalry, but if they've been playing a lot recently. And so now that's a big thing and they don't really care. Cause it's like, Oh, Notre Dame. I know them, Georgia. I know they're awesome. Well, wh- sure. Let's watch them play college football. And that's cool. 
I don't like it, Chris. You're not going to sell me. I just I, I no, I'm not going to sell you because you're a yeah. hardcore you're hardcore Tennessee. Yeah. And so I totally understand that because college football in your lifetime has always mattered to you more than any other sport. And yeah. so for I guess for someone like me who didn't I moved around a lot as a kid, so mm-hmm. I wasn't tied to an area or a part of the country where college football mattered a lot. And mm-hmm. then I went to while my school did have big time college football at one point um, in the 80s and 90s with Donovan McNabb and and Marvin Harrison and all these great players. College football doesn't matter too much to Syracuse anymore. I mean, they mm-hmm. long since became pretty much basketball only. And so for me, it's just kind of like I don't have those strong historical ties to a, a team or a region. So it's like, sure, let's rock and roll. Like, if we're just yeah. going to – if it's always been the NFL minor leagues, let's just have this out in the open now. Let's let's give these kids the money that they deserve and – let's let's go let's it's go time on saturdays like buckle up because it's going to be awesome i agree with that and it's the long time ago. like once the tv rights and the tv revenue and everything got so big it was just this was inevitable like you cannot sustain the old model with this and they're just tearing it down it's just there's no one steering this ship there's just every Not conference doing their own thing right like they just did the alliance last year, and there was an, a handshake agreement that they were going to work together and not poach we're, each we're other. We're not going to poach teams, and it, yeah. that's exactly what's happening now. That stuff where you're like, I just there's just no rules, so I just I don't know where we're going. I just know that every conference is going to look out for themselves and keep yeah. doing their own thing. And I don't know. I don't think it's a healthy trajectory, and I think baby steps go a long way. Uh, when you throw this much. I don't know the comments and you just got to kind of be at a big time college football program on Saturday. You got to talk to folks and see what their temperature is and see how they see things. But I think ultimately a lot of folks grew up with college football and like Kansas state fans never had any, I no no expectation that they were going to win a national championship. That's never been why they go and tailgate on Saturdays. It's not why Mizzou fans go and tailgate on Saturdays. So I think that's more of what I'm saying with the misunderstanding with, what college football fans want is it's always been kind of a regular season sport. And it's like, well, they're the NFL minor leagues. It's like, well, the NFL has still always been about a champion. College football right. has never been about a champion until the right. college football yeah. playoff came the in. NFL and the playoffs and then yeah, Super Bowl where college football has kind of been the reverse. And then now in the last, I mean, when did the BCS start? 90, 99. So I, like that, I guess yeah. for the last 20 plus years, it's been, well, we have this now sort of playoff. Mm. And so we're trying to get there. I, I like what you said about baby steps. Mm. And, and it got me to think about NIL and the transfer portal because those things have not been baby steps. There's right. really no, you know, regulation or kind of oversight on what these two things are. And like everyone, everyone says, you know, tries to blame NIL for what eventually would be the downfall of college football. But it's really the transfer portal, which I, I'm totally cool with. Like these mm. kids get used and abused and chewed up and spit out by these programs with, you know, little regard for their future, you know? So why not, if a kid doesn't like his situation, let him go somewhere else and, and better him himself for whatever his future may be uh, on a next level playing football. But 
there has to be some type of oversight for the yeah. L situation or else you're going to get these. But that, that's not coming. I think transfer stuff will come. Like, I think yeah. there will be like portal windows where you can come, but you're right. going to get be an antitrust issues. Like you're not going to be able yeah. to legislate these collectives out of this. Like that's not no. happening. No. And then you get, you know, the, the Nick Saban, you know, Jimbo Fisher thing, yeah. which hilarious, while hilarious for me, it's just mm. kind of like, I, I understand what Nick was doing there. He's talking to his booster group of right. people like, Hey, they're paying. Why aren't you paying? I know that's he was complimenting part. Jimbo. That whole thing was a it really was. It was such a misunderstanding, and Jimbo mm. took it way too far. Yeah, I, I just don't think he really got what Nick was trying to well, do. Well, it's the change too quickly because yeah, what Nick if Nick quickly. said that yeah, ten exactly. years ago, that has complete different connotations right. to what it meant today. And I think those coaches who've been coaching for a really long time, that was cheating years ago. Now mm. it's how you win. So it's just more of like you have to like recondition the older coaches to be like, no, this is actually how this works and he's right. complimenting you saying that he's you're going to keep beating him in recruiting unless things change so mm-hmm. i don't know i i know it's, it's just, real it's really wild man and like what does this mean for the pac-12 we were saying on on our show today that the pac-12 is toast it's over pour one out you know well i think the pac-12 the big 12 and the acc are all toast i think this is this tells us when you look at the revenue uh expectations for like the next 10 years it those three are gone. Like they're going to get the SEC and the Big Ten are just going to be like Oregon, Florida State, Miami, yeah, Clemson. I'm, we're yeah. we're picking our teams. We're picking the best ones, and yep. the rest of you guys, you're going to FCS too. Like that's just yeah, kind of figure it out. I mean, yeah, on your own. It's really, it's going to be uh, brutal. Like there's going to be so much more backstabbing to figure out who's going to get into these twenty to twenty four. Yeah mega conferences and so many hurt feelings and so much bad blood that I don't know. I think the funniest thing out of all of the, what happened today was uh, someone told the LA times that it was for all sports at USC, except, except volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. Just, that was just unbelievably funny. I mean, unintentionally funny, obviously, mm. but it just, you know, one of my friends was like, what in I, they don't want to play beach volleyball in Iowa. Suck it up. Nerds. You know? <laughs> like, oh, it was so good. So good. There you go. But we'll see. Who knows what will come out tomorrow? It's Thursday. We still have one more day. Of, I mean, there's still one more. There's still one more day before everything shuts down next week for the fourth. Ah, it's awesome sports. I, you're right. How can you, people who don't like sports? I say I think about this all the time. Like, mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you talk about? Like, what mm-hmm. gets you fired up? And oh man, it's the best. I agree. Um, well. We, uh, we have some NFL stuff that I want to pick your brain sure. on, Chris. So got? the Pats, I think the AFC East is extremely interesting going yeah. into next year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably the most competitive top to bottom that it's been in a really long time where mm-hmm. you can make the case for all four teams having pretty great seasons. Like you could see people don't want to like you don't want to be first on like Zach Wilson's going to make the leap or the first guy on Tua makes the leap because more often than not, you'll probably be wrong, but no one wanted to do that with Josh Allen, right? Like after the first year, they're like, I don't yeah. want to do it. But then it happens. It happened with Mahomes. Yeah. It happens with Allen. Like it will happen. If it's going to happen for one of these guys, it happens very, very, very early on. And that's it. Um, the odds of Tua and or Zach Wilson not popping or Mac Jones as well and becoming one of the best quarterbacks in this conference, I think is pretty slim. I think one of the three have to pop and become franchise guys for the next five to 10 years, whatever that is, and compete with Josh Allen year over year. It seems like Mac Jones is kind of the favorite for that among the three right now. But when you look at the current landscape of the AFC East, like where 
as a Pats guy, like where did the Pats realistically stack up based on what they did in the draft and free agency? Oh man, good question. Yeah. I mean, just on the leap for a second, we've never seen someone make the type of improvements that Josh Allen has made year mm-hmm. to year. And that is just, I think it's kind of like a one-on-one situation. So, so expecting Mac Jones and Zach Wilson and Tua to suddenly be MVP contenders, you know, this coming season is a little bit unrealistic, but mm. can they get their team to the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Cause we saw Mac Jones do it last year as a rookie. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to end up being a great player, but Mac Jones is going to be a really good player for a long time, but specifically to the, uh, and probably the best quarterback in that, in that draft class, even though I, I personally wanted Justin Fields in the draft mm. uh, just because it was something different. You know, we talked about this on our show a lot. Like I get, I, I get a lot of grief because I called Mac Jones a minivan, you know, and I wanted a sports car. Yeah. And, and then Rich was like quick to point out, yeah, well, the minivan took you to six Super Bowls. I know I get it, mm. but I, I, I watched that for 20 years and I just wanted something different. It's kind of like a midlife crisis where yeah. suddenly you just buy yourself a sports car and like, yeah, the sports car would have been awesome and I would have really enjoyed it. And I think that's who Justin Fields is. So I'm it's also why like Pat fans love Cam, right? Like they wanted Cam to work out Cam. so well because it was completely different. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I loved Cam coming out of the mm. draft and I loved him in Carolina and I wanted him uh, to be awesome for us. It just, it just mm. didn't work out. So when I look at the AFC East, I think you're right. Like top to bottom, it's going to be a really interesting division because you have this team that is the Super Bowl favorite. Mm. And then you have three other teams who are all kind of in the same spot. Where you could like make the case where all of them win nine or ten games. All Absolutely. You could mm. make the case that they all make the playoffs, or you can mm. make the case that they all kind of just fall back. I mean, look at the right. Dolphins. They end the year on an eight-game winning streak, right? Mm. Got the Jets who have so many great, promising, potential young players. Uh, with a quarterback that people loved coming out of the draft, consensus number two pick. Uh, mm-hmm. He put on some weight. He's beefy. He's got a huge arm. Uh, they draft the number one running back out of the draft, Brees Hall. They already had a guy, Michael Carter, who had a great year. Mm-hmm. They have young, good receivers. And they have a new coach, uh, not a new coach, coach, but a coach that is exciting mm-hmm. and knows what he's doing. You got a front office that know what they're doing. Like I sit with a Jets fan every single day. He has not been this excited about his team in forever. Mm. And that's kind of scary because I'm like, ah, I give him a bunch of, ah, you're just a Jets fan. But then I look at the rod. I'm just like, wow, this team, this team could really, could really be good. I mean, you flipped uh, Denzel Mims was he's now like number five on the wide receiver. Depth yeah, chart. Like they flipped oh that wide God. receiver room. They flipped like there's yeah. just talent everywhere, talent in the everywhere York. on the Jets. Mm-hmm. And that's so scary. And then I look at New England and we're just kind of like we're just plugging along. We're mm-hmm. the, like, the little engine that could. We're just kind of doing our thing. But grabbing Devontae Parker, sneaky good. Really good running backs like Ramondre Henderson. Ramondre Stevenson could go on a team and be a number one guy. And now you mm-hmm. pair him up with Damian Harris. You still got James White. How much is he going to play? Not sure. But you still got the two tight ends. Mm-hmm. And then Jacoby Myers. There's like, I don't know. And then you hear, you see the reports coming out of New England that Mac Jones is suddenly this dog and he's this mm-hmm. leadership. He's lost kind of the baby fat that kind of made famous from you know that yeah. one picture of him smoking the cigar at Alabama a few years ago. 
so I'm, I'm super psyched as a pass fan. I mean, I, yeah. I completely done a 180 on Mac Jones. While I wasn't that hype on draft day, I watched what he did last year as a rookie. I read everything about what he's been doing this off season. I hear what the players are saying. I think that's more important than anything like writers and guys who cover the team. They can say whatever they want, but when it's coming from the players who are on the field and in the locker room and are excited about this guy, as a fan, you have to be excited. That has to get you going because you think, wow, okay, we go from the greatest quarterback of all time, mm-hmm. and then we have, you know, a bridge year where mm-hmm. we don't really know what's going to happen. It was the COVID year, too, so that was kind of jacked up. And then you're like, man, are we just going to slip back into mediocrity? Are we going to be one of these other teams? Are we going to be just like everybody else now? And then Mac Jones does what he does, and you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not. Maybe we can be at the top, you know, a perennial playoff team with this kid for a long time, and maybe you know get our way to a Super Bowl like the Bengals did last year. You know, yeah, guys who make that year two leap look look no further than Joe Burrow, man. Right, that guy did it. And that one of these guys is it. probably going to do it. Year three for Tua, year two for Zach, or year two yeah. for Mac. Like one of these guys, I just want to. You're going to look back at it. It's just going to be like December, January. And you're like, whoa, are one of like one of these three are going to be 12 to 13 wins. And you're like, okay, they're a contender. And it just is going to catch everybody by surprise. Yeah. And I think if you're asking me, like, just put my team aside, mm. it's really set up for Miami. And like, it's really, it's kind of the biggest year of Tua's football life coming up. Mm. Think about it. You know, you got a new coach, Mike McDaniel, this guy, we saw what he did in San Francisco. We saw what he did for their run game and their offense. And then you see the type of speed and talent mm. that they're putting around Tua down there, man. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill now and Mostert came over and like, they are just, Gasecki is a, I mean, I would snag him in fantasy if, if, mm. if you have a chance to. You see the type of weapons that are going to be surrounding this guy. It's like, all right, bro, this is it. Like, this is it for you, man. Like, yeah. if you're going to do it. Now's the time. It's year three. You are healthy. Like, I, I just wish the Dolphins social media team would do two a little more favors, you know? Like, mm. they know they put out that video of him, him throwing the bomb to two Yeah. I mean, th- to, 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 to Cheetah, and yeah. it was wobbly pass. Mm-hmm. It, it was behind him. It wasn't in stride. And they were just like, bomb. Like, it was mm. awesome. Like, do your man some favors. Like, this is yeah. a guy who, <laughs> he hasn't been great for a long time. Like, really, mm. since the early years at Bama. Like, help him out. But I think if anyone's going to really make a leap like that, it, it's it's going to be him just because of what's around him and the coach. I mean, in New England, they don't even know who's calling the plays. Like Matt Patricia, who is it? We don't even know who the offensive coordinator is. Like, yeah. is it the guy who got fired in Detroit, or is it the guy who got fired in New York? Like, which yeah. one? You know, you let you let they take turns. Whoever's <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I think if there's one, it, it's really on Miami. I think they're kind. Of, weirdly, I think they're the team with the most pressure. Yeah. on them in the division. You know, I think Buffalo could just roll the ball out and win 11 games and and take the division, but it's kind of up to these other three teams as to where they're going to shake out. I, I kind of bring this up all the time. When you look at the NFL playoffs, there's 50% turnover every single year, mm-hmm. right? And so the Pats were one of those seven teams in the AFC to make it last year. And when you look at, you know, which three or four aren't going to make it, 
man, they're a prime candidate. So yeah. I'm a little worried as a Pats fan, even though I'm super psyched for Mac Jones's future because I think he's awesome. And I think the run game and the defense is good enough to kind of keep the keep them in most games. But who's got the most upside? 100% it's Miami. That's interesting. I would still probably say the most upside is New York. I I think if everything goes right just because of both sides of the ball now and where they're at with their tackle spot and where they're at with like if Zach Wilson is just I, I, you look at it I'm a big Elijah Moore guy mm-hmm. I think Brees Hall will obviously be really good for them early on I just I love the Sauce Gardner pick like you just look up and down this list and you're like man <laughs> it's funny too like if you just take out Zach Wilson you put Mac Jones on the Jets because remember there is a San Francisco connection uh with new york where robert sala obviously worked under kyle shanahan's the dc and kyle obviously loved mac jones too it's like if you have your jimmy garoppolo type the mac jones type in new york with this group with the maybe not the highest ceiling like zach wilson still has a higher ceiling than mac jones but the floor is so much higher for mac than zach that there's no question i think for a lot of people that they're like oh yeah he'll find a way to get the ball to everybody he needs to mac will get to elijah a little bit he'll feed uh, see Joe Zama, who also came over from Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. like, a big, just, that's a big move. Yeah, that's a big move. So the, they just don't really have any weaknesses. Like Joe Douglas has completely flipped this, but it's also like I just fall back on, I think I just trust Mac the most of yeah. the three. Like I well, really exactly. don't, I just trust Mac Jones. I think he's yeah. just a really, really good player that, I mean, look, he ruined one of my Thursday nights this past fall. <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember that game uh, against the Falcons on Thursday this past right. year. Yeah, it was one of the worst football games I've ever had to sit through. And my notes, like I, I almost just started writing in my notes, like as I'm uh, taking notes for all my games. I don't know if you do that, but I'm just jotting down. I'm like, oh, another Mac five yard out, another Mac curl. Like it's just (laughs) they would refuse to take any chances. It was field goals all over the place. The Falcons barely crossed the fifty. That's what you do with a rookie quarterback. Oh my god, I hated it so much. That was the worst football game I've ever sat through. And I I think think it might be. I mean, I guess you do have a good point. Like if you just look on paper rosters how they've been constructed Mm. the jets probably have more talent than the pats and dolphins but massive question mark yeah zach was because we just haven't seen him do it he had a lot of growing pains as a rookie that mac jones did not have Mm -hmm. and that was probably due to a lot of to coaching you know josh mcdaniels and bill obviously did a great job of not putting matt i mean look that game in buffalo he threw it twice right Mm -hmm. three times and they wanted Buffalo in that crazy windstorm BS. So, look, I mean, obviously we know Zach Wilson has, you know, tremendous wow and, you know, mm. explosive factor potential with him. And so he just has to do it. He just has to kind of go out and do it. And, uh, you know, reports and out of the mini camps are he's been a little bit inaccurate or whatever. But, look, that only just comes with, comes with reps. I mean, Josh Allen was – 50% at Wyoming. Yeah. And now, and now he's MVP favorite on the Super Bowl favorite in four years. So, you know, it'll come. It'll come for Zach Wilson. He's just, he's going to have his moments and he's going to do dumb stuff because that's what young quarterbacks do. We'll see. Um, now that you've had a couple months to reflect, does the draft feel better? Like the Cole Strange pick feel better? Does because yeah. they got killed? Like everyone universally killed the Pat's draft. Like yeah. everyone killed it. They're all like, we understand that Cole Strange is going to be a great Pat for the next ten to fifteen years. Like we all understand he's a plug and play guy. Right. And look, shout out to UT Chattanooga, go Mox. But um, I don't know. Like now that you've had some time, do you feel better about what Belichick did? You know, it's like 
we've been operating under this mantra for so long, you know, and Bill, we trust, mm-hmm. but Bill has kind of whiffed in the last, yeah, I don't know, five, six years. He's, he's kind of had some big misses. So you're sitting there and you're like, what are we going to do? Let's, let's, let's go after it. You know, there was a dude from Utah. I wanted Nicobe mm-hmm. Dean. I thought would have been awesome. And it's just like, we need a, like an impact guy on defense. Cause like, we don't know if, Hightower's coming back. Seems like he's not. Mm. And, you know, we don't know if uh, – who's the other dude that I – the athletic guy they, they had and then went back to Cleveland and then came back. I'm blanking on his name. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head either. Is he going to come back? And it's just like Cole Str- – like who – hold on. Let me just quick check my notes. Real quick. Who is this guy? Like from where? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, if Bill, if Bill, no, I mean, he probably was at his pro day. I'm sure he watched, you know, all every game he's ever played. I guess he knows. But Mac then, Wilson, by the way. Say that again. Mac Wilson. Was that who you're thinking of? Oh, no, I, I'm blanking on his name. We, we was hmm. on the pass for a while and then he left super athletic guy. Hmm. And then uh, he went to Cleveland and then we got him back. Um, And then, yeah, it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, but but when you think about it, this dude, obviously I was I made the joke on draft night. It's going to be cool to be at Cole Strange's, you know, twenty forty six Hall of Fame induction. Like mm-hmm. this guy, you know, he could be the next great lineman. We don't. Nobody has any idea. He's an older rookie, and so I, I mean, I've really talked myself into it because they really needed offensive line help, and so yeah. it was one of the areas of need. You just thought that it would be kind of a sexier pick. Yeah, but. Uh, it's always a wait and see with these draft picks, but uh, you know, I kind of do it now with kind of a, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, should Bill still be the GM? Like, I kind of feel like is lightning going to strike me if I say this? Cause mm-hmm. that's not what I would have done. Obviously he knows more than me, but you know, again, you just write it out to the end. Yeah, it's exactly. Those, it's, you know, like, yeah. In a weird way, it's kind of like the Mac Jones thing. It's like, mm. it's not, sexy at all like nothing Mm. about it is like in bright lights and you know cole strange didn't have a didn't have a necklace with strange on it like sauce you know what i mean nothing about that guy is you know gets you super excited but Mm -hmm. you know when you watch him play and he doesn't give up a sack this year you're like cool that's why we that's why we drafted that guy Mm -hmm. so you know it's just kind of a wait and see and hope it works out and I mean, isn't the whole point of like supposed to, you know, the whole draft is a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, there's going to be, it's just funny to, to kill that pick and also kind of understand that like, okay, we're going to kill this pick bad value. They could have gotten him later, whatever. And then you go through your, who's most likely to stick and to be one of the best players at that spot going forward. And it's like, everyone would put Cole strange in like the top five non bus potential in new England. It's like the majority of these picks are not going to work out. And you're like, understanding that this pick's probably going to work out in new england so can you really kill a pick that you kind of just make because you're like we'll plug him in and he'll be fine and he'll be great for a long time and a multi-time all pro it's like i I don't think you can kill that i understand like the value chart for that but exactly i I don't i don't think you can kill it if you also expect him to be a really good player for years and i and i and i would and i felt even bad like kind of going on the air the next day and kind of like making a snide remarks about it because Mm -hmm. He obviously super psyched to be on the like you're on the Patriots, bro. Like right. 
obviously it's the greatest day of his life. And, you know, people in New England are up here going, what was that? He <laughs> thinks he's division two. Like, why is he even out there? Like, mm. I mean, come on, man. Like, let's, let's cut these kids some slack and like, let's watch him actually play football first and see mm. how it works before, you know, it's one of those things like draft grades are the stupidest things ever. Because mm-hmm. like you really don't know how good these guys are for three or four years afterwards, but that I'll tell you, Kevin been... Harrison sixth round is going to be your next yeah, uh, guy. Like I watched him a lot at South Carolina. Like that's one if for po- folks who did not watch college football, it's like Kevin Harris is going to be a yeah. pat for a long time and just yeah. be a pain in the ass. Like that dude is he was built for New England. Yeah, and as much as I hate like draft grades and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. the Jets had the most amazing draft, and it's like, ugh. yeah, like. Oh, we just took who mm-hmm. and the Jets just got three top five picks in the first round. And you're just like, what? Like, come on, man. But so, you also just look at this defense know. and I just don't see like they obviously beef up more in the secondary. But you look at it. I don't really see any glaring. Week. Like this should be a top 10 defensive DVOA team again next year. And if Matt yeah. Jones is a little bit better, it's like they're a playoff team again. Like they're it's just yeah. they're a high they're a high floor team still. Like, I don't high think that's going team. anywhere. Yep. High floor team. I mean, really tough schedule mm-hmm. uh, this year. You know, it, it's one of those things like they could be, I, I, I really have to get used to the 17 games. I was yeah. about to say seven and nine. Like they could be, you know, the window is seven and 10 or 11 and six. You know, it's like, yeah. it's tight. They're not going to be on the four win to 11 win spectrum. They're, they're either going to be 500 or, you know, two or three games over. And I think that's, totally realistic kind of you're back in the Bledsoe era at least where you're at uh yeah I think so which by the way got to a Super Bowl so you know it's just gonna be one of those things where it's not kind of it's not gonna be like the it'll never be like the old days where you're just Mm -hmm. like oh we're going 13 and 3 and you know 14 and 2 and everyone else yeah that we're probably going to the Super Bowl and like that's gonna be awesome you know those days will never come again Mm -hmm. but just to be in the yeah, I think we can make the playoffs. Like that's great because so many teams year in and year out, uh, fan bases don't get to feel that way or think that, you know, like being a Lions fan has to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. I don't know why I yeah. just Detroit astray there, but you know what I mean? Like what yeah. is their up? Like, Oh man, I hope we go six and 11 this year. The culture they're building. That's my favorite. It's like when you're bad, it's like the culture we're building. It's, yeah. it's really great. We're, sure. we're, learning we're learning how this works i mean I, he's I want, a dark horse for first coach fire because i, I think you think campbell's a dark horse so when you bet on 34 games of jared goff in 2021 <laughs> and 2022 like you're yeah. just putting yourself in a position where every team has a quarterback just about and right. you're one of the few that don't mm-hmm. and this is still a tv sport it's still a we need butts and seats yeah. and if this offense is still bad and you haven't taken a quarterback in back-to-back years and there's no young exciting quarterback to go with the culture that you're building and it's fun to be in close games but what's not fun is to not show that offensive progress and to just win or lose go there's a difference between being fun and going four and 13 and there's a complete difference going five and 11 or like even seven and 10 and it just being a slog I I don't know I think it's bad hard I think they play hard for him which I yeah I think think matters and kind of buys you a little bit of extra time. I mean, I think Matt rules kind of first up to get fired. I think he is the betting favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he the betting favorite? Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't looked at those yet. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's I, him I, one McCarthy too. Yeah. I mean, look, 
everyone know, the thing is is like everyone knows Sean Payton's going to be the Cowboys coach in 2023 so like why are we Oh, I think it's Dan Quinn. I think why are we, they're just why waiting, are we for waiting Quinn. around. Why are we waiting around? I mean I don't know if Payton comes back, man. I just Oh, I he is he is 1000% coaching in the NFL in Do you think so? Yeah, I think a lot of these guys when they get out, man. My theory too is just I think a lot of these guys like McVeigh is not going to be coaching in his 40s and 50s. Like I think a lot of these dudes want to get their rings, really go balls to the wall. And then they're like, all right, this life balance does not work. I, it takes too much. I'm out. Like this is going to be, yeah. you're not going to see a lot of Belichicks of the world where you just last for years and years. And uh, the Andy Reid types where, I don't know. I just think it's, well, it's I mean, more and more responsibility. Sean Payton, Payton was going to be the Dolphins coach this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that was a Tom Brady and maybe an ownership stake or whatever. Yeah. Wasn't there all kinds of other things believe, going involved? I believe yeah. all of that, by the way. Yeah. I think I think all of that was totally happening. Mm. And uh which makes how it went down and the the Belichick wrong text is still kind of the funniest thing ever. Like yeah. what about do you buy into this that maybe Bill did it on purpose because he got wind of what was happening and just wanted to blow up the dolphins for fun? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I Probably, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, definitely not, but just to yeah. think about, like, yeah, I wouldn't put that past Bill, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just so but, fun. like, once you get that narrative around you, it's like you can you can talk yourself into anything, anything. that he would do. Like, anything. once he's looked at it as a Machiavellian-type guy, it's just like, oh, yeah, he could do that. And it's like, I don't... Yeah, so... He's I sitting think, around with this husky. He's doing yeah. anti. I don't think he even thinks about any of that stuff anymore. No, prob- probably not. But like, we, and you just kind of spit a little web of what you yeah. think could happen, and it's great. So yeah, I think Sean Payton's definitely coming back. But um, hmm. yeah, I would think man Campbell kind of uh, finishes the year. This is we always say that, but man, look at Steve Wilkes in Arizona. Well, yeah, I know you're have... right. It's your and the thing is, like you talk about, Brian the... Flores went eight straight and got fired because he could not develop Tua. Like that was part, that was a big part of it. It was like a split between developing Tua and not that. De- like there was, I don't know, man. This is a quarterback friendly league, and if you do not have the, cor- I just I'll err on the side of you're not long for your team. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Half the playoff teams traditionally don't make it the next year, mm-hmm. and six to eight coaches get fired every year like clockwork. Yeah. So, you know, you look at who's going to be roaming the sidelines this year, you know, five, six, seven of those guys aren't going to be back in 23. So, you know, guys are going to lose jobs. It just kind of depends what at one, you know, one year, one bad break away from kind of being like, well, my coaching career here is over. Well, it's like the, uh, the Cardinals writer on Monday, and he made a point which I had not considered, but I think it's actually speaking of the Steve Wilkes thing. It's like Matt Eberflus in Chicago, where when you look at the roster and Justin Fields in year two, where if that offense is Cardinals bad with Josh Rosen, and it's just one of those where it's one in 16 type thing, like he's a wild card. Like people just don't think they wouldn't fire him in a year. It, defensive-minded coaches – that put out a horrible <laughs> offensive product without bad, with bad play. young quarterback play, you're not going to last long. They're it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And it's, and it, I, I, I might throw 25 on Eberflus. Like that's kind of wild. Ooh. Like it's just, do we just know do we have Eberflus odds? It's not high. Like that's the thing is like you be made, like it's, that's one folks I would highly encourage you to think about where it's like, yeah. you don't think that this bears team have enough offensive talent. And if this goes badly, really badly in the NFC North, like that's absolutely a possibility. Like it Campbell really- and Eberflus are both not surviving. That is my one thousand percent take. Is like both of them are not can getting we, out of this season. Can we parlay that? That'd I know probably, that would. I don't. That'd probably be pretty juicy. I don't know if you can do that. Ah, oh, I love it. I can't wait to 
get ready to bet on some futures. <laughs> uh, I do feel weird about betting on people's job security. Yeah, that, I mean, that, the thing is, like, it's bad karma. Like, I don't yeah. want, I don't want to bet on that. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to think about. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to think about. What did you get most wrong about Mac Jones that you look at it now on June 30th, 2022, that you're like, okay, he Ooh. was not this and he's actually this. You know, it's kind of funny because when you look at what he did his last year at Alabama, mm. if it wasn't for Joe Burrow's year just before that, Mac Jones had the greatest college football season ever by a quarter. Yeah. And so him – I don't know why everyone thought that he wasn't going to be any good. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. It was just like, Oh, well, he's going to, he's a system guy. He's like cousins. He'll go to, he'll go to the Niners and Shanahan will turn him into this, that mm-hmm. he would never succeed under any other system. And I guess like, I guess that's kind of what I got wrong is that he couldn't just plop into a place like new England and immediately have success. Like I thought there would be, more growing pains than there were last year. And maybe he'll have some of those in year two, as there's now a year of tape on him, you know, defensive coordinators will figure out what he can and can't do. And maybe he hasn't made the type of improvements that his teammates are talking him up to have made the arm strength, the dogness, Mm. uh, just a little more mobility, but that I don't think is coming. I don't think the mobility is coming. Probably not, but it's just like, his ability to kind of just come in and win right away in the NFL, mm-hmm. which I guess I was like, in hindsight, you're like, well, yeah, of course he could. He played for Alabama mm-hmm. and now he's going to New England. He had one of the greatest college seasons ever. He's accurate. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't that translate? And I just, I wasn't buying it. It's because and, it wasn't flashy. Like it just was not flashy. Joe Burrow was yeah, flashy. Like it's just know. not, that's all it is, is you yeah. don't like, it's just not flashy. Yep. And that's, I don't know. I think it's interesting with on that front. And I, I wonder if we gave true serum to Kyle Shanahan, like at this point on June 30th, yeah. if he would he go back and do it over again? Yeah. Him? And would he just take Mac Jones? Like he had rumored to have just wanted and not doing the wild card. Like I, I just want yeah. the Mac Jones, Trey Lance stuff to be over. I want to see the tape of 17 oh, games yeah. between the two of them. Like I want to see what it looks like because, you know, and that's been kind of a running thing on our show. Like yeah. about, uh, about Trey Lance. And I want him to be good. Don't, mm. like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't want anyone to come in and fail. Mm. But we just haven't seen him play football in two years. So my argument with 49ers fans has always been, how do you know? Right. Like, you're so convinced that he's going to be awesome and that he is going to bring you guys to the Super Bowl that Jimmy G was, you know, this far away from delivering to you. How do you know? You don't yeah. know. Just admit to yourself that you have no idea. You know as much as I do. But it's also a bigger wild card than, I mean, the odds of him getting to two NFC title games. Like, Jimmy got to two NFC championship games in two out of three years. It's like, that's a high bar for Trey Lance to get to. It's unbelievably high. And then they're just like, well, did you watch the games? Mm -hmm. Like, the defense carried them. They beat Green Bay without an offensive. He was out there. He was the leader. Mm. You're not doing that with Nick Mullins. Like, come on, man. Like, so um, that's just, that was just, because I don't want to, our 49ers Twitter is like, (laughs) I've had to mute so many people. Like, I don't want to argue with you. Yeah. But my point is, how do you know? Mm. You don't know. You don't know until we watch him play. Well, I think what gets him more frustrated is that like now we have a year of tape of Mac. 
and he was right. a playoff quarterback. And now it's like, okay, right. the ceiling was just like, if we just plug Mac into this Shanahan mm-hmm. scheme, we're probably contending for the NFC championship year over year for a mm-hmm. while. Cause this, the floor is so high yeah. that like now it's just the boomer bust type thing. And then obviously mm-hmm. you always think of Carson Wentz and the last North Dakota state quarterback and how that's gone. And just, yeah. not a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I agree with you where like the said, certainty is weird to yeah. me. It's weird. It's weird. They're, they're con- like, I wish I had their confidence, you know, yeah. Love love someone like Niners fans love Trey Lance total blindly, but I, again, rooting for the kid, I want mm-hmm. him to be. I want him to be awesome, but I'm just you know I, I need to see it. I need to yeah. see it. We've seen a year of Mac Jones, and he was he led a team to the playoffs that nobody was really thinking could make the playoffs last year, especially after how you know 2020 ended. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I, again. I, I've wondered the same thing. Like, would if Kyle Shanahan could do it all over again, would he not make the trade? Stay put? Because yeah. were, were they at like twelve or fourteen or something? I think so. And you wouldn't have to even if you had to move up a little bit. You wouldn't have to move up. You wouldn't have to skyrocket up for Mac no, Jones. You wouldn't have had to go to number three and given mm. up all that capital for him. So they're forced to play him. They're forced to throw him out there because of what they gave up to get him. You know, yeah. and that's not a place you really want to find yourself in. But if he ends up being awesome and they win 12 games this year, then obviously it, it doesn't matter. And you know, yeah. I'll eat some crow on that, but, but I don't even think that's it. It's a year over year thing because you like Mac is locked in. Like Mac is locked in for a he while to be the Patriots starter for at least the next decade. Right. So even if Trey Lance balls out this year, Carson Wentz had an MVP type season in Philadelphia. And like that still happened. Out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a year over year. It's like, oh, see, told you so. It's like, all right, let's see if Lance does this year over year over year. Yeah. It's like, I, I think it's a wild card. I don't think yeah, that's the wild card. The consistency, you know, yes. it's just you got to continue to evolve around you because I mean, Mahomes is going to have to evolve this year. You yes, know, Tyreek Hill, it's going to be different. Yeah, yep. it's going to be different. I don't know. And you look at that schedule. Chiefs are like my number one. I'm hitting the under on. Like they're my number one guaranteed under pick. Like they are hitting the under, losing Hill, and then that yeah. schedule is just. I, I don't see it. Like I think yeah, I, I honestly, I, I would even short them and say mm. Chiefs, Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Like, if that's, Oh wow. That's kind of a bet that I would make just to throw it out there. If you're looking for kind of a long shot uh, yeah. future, you know, that's kind of the one that, that I would make just because I'm just looking at, I'm just kind of basing it on history, like mm. history and the numbers are kind of on my side to say that because of the turnover year to year for the playoff teams and your division greatly improved whereas you did not mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean look, russell wilson's there justin yeah. herbert could win mvp this year uh the raiders get the best wide receiver in football mm-hmm. and you lost one of the best receivers in football so yeah you know it's just kind of simple math i mean we granted they still have you know top four quarterback in the league so anything can happen there but everybody's now a year older you know, I thought Kelsey looked pretty slow at, at times yeah. last year before he kind of turned it on in the playoffs, but uh, he's not getting any younger either. So, but it's just, you're going to have to play different. Like everything's going to be different. You gotta and play I think different. people, you got to play, you gotta understand like Tyree yeah. kill was a much bigger part to Mahomes' development than oh, like, and, and the way he opened it up, yeah. you know, he could take a seven yard slant to the house and that right. made it look really good. And, uh, you know, We'll see. Paul Hardman's not that guy. Marquez yeah. Vascanting yeah, is not that guy. Yeah, they're one of the teams I'm really interested to watch, especially in the first month. They'll probably be a team in the first month of the year looks greatly different than at mm-hmm. the end of the year. But how they improve and how they kind of 
fill that fill the gap that that Tyreek is leaving because man that guy was he was kind of a black hole for defenses and opened things up for everybody else while still being able to get his I mean that dude that dude's something else man he's so dude, good yeah he's so we'll good. end on this is there a bet that you've already constructed with Rich for Jets Pats who has a better record like <laughs> with it being this competitive this is the most you said that Rich was excited about this Jets team you he's have so to you have to parlay him. this into something some sort of bet yeah, that's a good point. We were actually talk. We we had one about Joe Burrow today that that mm. we were, uh, which stinks because like Joe Burrow is like like Steph Curry. So I'm a Celtics fan, and so yeah. ha- and I love Steph Curry. Mm. So having to root against Steph Curry in the NBA Finals was was not something that I was really enjoying, mm. you know. And so I love Joe Burrow, but Burrow's my guy, man. But we were quarterback. But we were talking yeah. about you know, just kind of a what's more likely scenario that mm. kind of Joe Burrow falls into this Dan Marino category where he never gets back to another Super Bowl or Joe Burrow ends up making multiple Super Bowls in his career. And and I did the same thing too. I was like, history and the numbers are on my side to say that he won't get back to another right. Super Bowl. Like that is more likely than him somehow getting to multiples because when you look at Aaron Rodgers, He's only ever been to one Super Bowl, yeah. and he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. And you're betting on the Bengals infrastructure to and keep And you're betting busy. on the Bengals and their ownership group and yeah. their front office who, man, we got a long history of them yeah. not doing the right things, you know? So, but that's the one guy who could change the culture. So it's just mm-hmm. like, it's like, don't make me pick against Joe Burrow because I don't want to do that. Uh, but I kind of, I'd see how I totally avoided your question. <laughs> we, we don't have a jets Patriots bet, uh, yet, but you got to figure it out. We definitely will. We've got mm-hmm. a couple of months. Yeah. It's not as simple as a Mac versus Zach. Yeah. Bet, but it's probably just, probably just will be overall win total, mm-hmm. which I think should be right around. Even I'd probably have to yeah. give him what, what would I have to give him? One and a half. Maybe I would give him one and a half, one and a half to two and a half, something like that. Yeah. Which is fair. I think it's fair because you win the playoffs last year. Yeah. Betting, so I'll probably give him the minus one and a half and just just call it good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're you'd still be favored in that situation. I think it would still be a good bet for you. I think betting yeah. on the Pats infrastructure over the Jets infrastructure has paid off pretty well in the last 20, 25 years. Yeah, but but Salah and Joe Douglas, I think they're a good team and they're going to. I agree. Like everything makes sense. Like if they don't long. do it now, if you're a Jets yeah. fan, you're just like I'm jumping off buildings like this is like if it, like we oh no totally. so well if they this should not work out yeah they won so they were four they had four wins last year right yeah and so that was something we've done a, a, a little bit like who, which new york team is most likely to double their wins giants yeah. jets they both had four um the answer I, is the jets yeah the answer is definitely the jets so like you need to see that type of improvement like if the mm. jets aren't seven and ten this year i'd be pretty disappointed if i was a jets fan well you're like what else can we do like joe douglas the best gm we've had in my lifetime right they got the quarterback they have all the young talent Mm -hmm. they're just loaded i really like their coach i I like yeah so deep love him on criminal minds deep voice man he is good looking a lot of kids too like he is does he (laughs) i think he's got seven i think okay he's he's like going for philip rivers here okay yeah, I think I think I mean look, Jets don't win seven games. I'd be pretty shocked. Are we getting seven out of Brockman? Uh, what are we are at one now? You're a father now. How many more are we going? Are we are we thinking seven? I would think the over under for more kids is a half. Oh, and I would say the under is looking pretty good. There you go. 
<laughs> I think I'm a one kid. I want to be a one kid. I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, the one, the one that I have is so amazing. I would like, yeah. feel, I'd feel so terrible, like having to be like, well, you're not as good as this one. Step your game up. You know what I mean? I think it's a natural fear. And then it's like, oh, that's not reality. Like you'll, it's, it's totally. different. It totally. won't ever go like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know. How is fatherhood? It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I get no get any surprises. Surprises. We just, so we're just like uh, kind of uh, in the potty training mode right now. Okay. And so that's, that been, going? that's been kind of fun. He's actually taken to it. He does a really good job. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we were going to a LAFC game last night mm -hmm. and we're just like on the highway and he's like, I gotta go pee. And so mm -hmm. literally pulled over on the side of the road and we just like went on the side of the road. It was awesome. His first, uh, there you go. First highway pee, which was great. Big moment. For <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I had a buddy, uh, one of my best friends who I'm not going to name who it is, but he had just no, like I, the, you can learn a lot about somebody is like how open they are. A, a guy specifically is how open he is to where he'll, he'll pee. Like if he's just yeah. like on the and side of the road, woods, yeah. whatever, then that, tells you everything you need to know about that guy yep. i would be like i'm like i don't want to get arrested for this is the dumbest thing to get arrested for i could never explain this to my parents this is like can't do it and pulling over that was that was a thing like he would just do it he would oh, yeah. at two o'clock in the morning he's like pull over gotta go and i'm just like go. you're joking right like any car drives by like that's it and he's like i don't care sometimes you just gotta go man it, that's how it goes that's how it goes chris that's brockman goes. we can check you out on the rich eyes and show how many years has it been now like what oh, year man, are we, we are coming up on year eight okay so we started in uh so this would be our ninth football season did i do, do you count right? the podcast too or i no? don't well I, I don't uh so i started on the podcast in 2011 yeah and then we started the show on direct tv in 2014 so this is, uh, I mean, just doing some quick math here. <laughs> this is, uh, this will be season nine, season yeah. eight. I don't know. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's crazy. Almost eight years and uh, nine football seasons. It's, uh, I can't believe that we still get to do this. It's just, yeah. it's so fun. Never seems like work, especially when you have a crazy day like, Oh, I don't know. Kevin Durant trade demand, <laughs> Pac-12 disintegration. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that's why we do it, man. June 30th, and there's crazy big stories happening. So, who knows? It's already broken. I don't have my phone with me. In that's here, what I so. mean. My, yeah. I, that's what I mean. Stuff's been going off right now. Like in the last hour, we could have mm. missed. Like who knows what? Apologies, but folks, we're not doing that. It's not healthy to a work-life <laughs> balance. That's not how we do things on this podcast. It's Won't do it. Healthy. Won't transition to it. It's not, it's not what's I'm happening. Ready. I'm ready for an adult beverage. Let's go. There you go, Chris Brockman. Thank you My so man. much. We'll have to Jason. check back in again soon. Appreciate you, buddy. Talk soon. All right, y'all. That'll do it for Chris Brockman of the Rich Eisen Show. Coming on. Uh, part one here on the chase and Most podcast thank you again to chris for making the time i uh, had a lot of fun catching up with him and i hope you guys enjoyed our conversation go check out the rich eisen show monday through friday uh over on youtube and uh, all kinds of different ways to listen on the radio and all that good stuff but um one of the one of the best national shows so definitely go check that out rich eisen chris brockman and the guys uh they do great work over there so uh check out their program as well uh, but don't forget if you enjoyed today's program and you're an apple podcast your Spotify listener and you have not already done so, you know you know what I'm going to ask. Please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps other people find the show and it helps this show continue to grow. As always, I appreciate you guys making the Chase and Most Podcast part of your daily listen. Yeah, daily because there is new content here on this feed every single day. So make sure you're subscribed on your preferred podcast player. 
so you get access to all of my episodes. Uh, so you can kind of pick and choose. There's just a full medley of uh, topics and subject matters and super smart people that uh, I have the uh, just I am just very fortunate to be able to talk to guys like Chris and everybody else here on the daily here on the Chase Most podcast and the Blue Art Pod network so there you go youtube.com slash chase thomas podcast like and subscribe all that good stuff and uh, part two coming up in just one second uh uncle derek how'd i do nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah